It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 282. This is our Christmas special. Uh, taking the opportunity to play some of my favourite Christmas music. And uh, we'll look at some things that are going on in the world, but I want to do it from a different perspective. And it's from the perspective of the Bible. Now, podcast is, uh, Quantum rather, is a podcast that looks at news and views uh, from a Christian worldview, but we're, we're, we're open to everyone and, you know, very glad to get your feedback. Uh, people from different faiths and no faith and all different viewpoints. So that is uh, really encouraging, actually, to have that. But today I want to focus on the good news because quite often we present a lot of stuff and we're going, oh, can it get any worse? And of course it can get worse and often does get worse. But I've been looking through the Gospel of Luke and coming up to Christmas in some detail, the first two chapters, and there's this bit where the angels come. You, you will you'll know this. Many of you will know this. The angels come to the shepherds, and we, we kind of turned it into a kid's story, and it's not really. Um, but the angel, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, says to the shepherds, Do not bring a f- be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Well, we need to see what that good news is. And so we're going to look at the news, and then we're going to see why there's good news about the news, even if the news seems to be bad, if you you get what I'm trying to say. We will start off with this first song from Chris Rea. I'm driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces some of you are driving home for Christmas. Um, there are so many Christmas songs. I mean, we could have had Slade or Wizard. Um, 
So here is Merry Christmas, Slade Wizard. I wish it could be Christmas every day. But uh, I liked the, the Chris Rea thing, this idea of going home, this idea of uh, basically going home for Christmas, as many of you will do. Because one of the things about Christmas is it is a family time. That makes it a very sad time for some people because their families are broken up or because of people who are missing, uh, people who've died, and you, you feel that. But uh, there's still good news there in all of that. But let's turn to some news about the weather now with climate change. Now, people say that's not good news. Although here in Newcastle, we've had some good news because we had uh, 10 days or so of hot weather for this time of year. Um, very hot, actually, one day in particular. Things were drying out. We've just had two days of rain, which has been lovely. Um, we're actually at a, a low temperature for this time of year just now and will be for the next week, which is interesting. But the COP agreement has been done and on the last day they just dropped out the phasing out of fossil fuels um a lot of the wealthy nations will do that because we're already wealthy but as, I, as i've said before it's not going to make any difference to climate change something that may make a difference is the icelandic volcano in southwestern iceland the most populated region there's a volcano begin began erupting there it's not far from the town of Grindavik and a big power plant. So there's some concern about the explosion of this. It's a two and a half mile long seizure and uh, a volcano erupting and pumping gas into the atmosphere could make a massive difference. Now, the other thing that you notice all the time is that anything that happens... So it's cold and wet here just now. It must be climate change. Well, the climate has changed from a week ago where it was very hot, which it must be climate change. And there was a fascinating story that um, where the BBC were claiming that Spain, which is the world's largest olive oil producer, covering 70% of European Union consumption and 45% of the entire world, that... The traditional assumption, the BBC says, the traditional assumption that a poor harvest would be followed by a good one is no longer safe because of climate change. Now, the Mediterranean climate has always been affected by drought. And you often find that there, there is this variableness. What's not variable, what's been fascinating, is according to World Bank figures, that the average precipitation, the rain, was actually marginally higher in 1920 to 2020 than it was between 1901 and 1930. In common with the rest of the Northern Hemisphere, the temperature has risen around one degree centigrade over the century. However, the effects seem beneficial, at least for olive growers. Um, it looks as though climate change is actually benefiting the olive growers. Now, I was reflecting on, on this and other things as well. And one of the things that I think even Christians seem to have forgotten is that we are not in control of the weather. We certainly may be able to impact and affect it a bit, but we are not in control and we will never be able to control the weather. But I was reading this morning Psalm 135, uh, just turning that up just now, and it says this, The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths. 
He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. People might think I'm a bit daft, but, you know, I, I was praying for rain. And I'll continue to pray for rain for the farmers where there is drought. And then you, we pray about the floods and we pray everything else. Because I do believe that it's all in God's hands. He uses, if you like, uh, natural means. But people today who don't believe in God believe it's in human hands. I think that's a real fantasy faith. Anyway, uh, so for me, that's the good news. The good news is in the midst of all of this, I still think God is in control. Um, then let's come on to think about politics and wars and everything else. Um, but I have to play this. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is course John Lennon happy Christmas war is over the plastic Ono band I don't know if you've seen this I've been watching on Apple TV um, a documentary about the killing of John Lennon just very sad but uh, what's going on in the world well fascinating Egypt's president Abdel Fattah el-Sisi has got a third term as leader of the Middle East largest country and uh, he won almost 90% of the vote which is just a massive amount In Ghana, there's an election coming up in 2024 and there's some concern over billboards featuring a mysterious masked figure appearing across cities in Ghana. Uh, In Accra, Kumasi, Cape Cape Coast it is, Takoradi, Ho and Tamale. Um, There will be a presidential election in 2024 and some people are very concerned about this. Um... They think it's someone, a businessman, 
and socialite Nana Kwame Bediako, also known as Cheddar. Uh, who knows? Uh, Ghana, very important country again. And again, uh, next year I hope to cover more of Africa and what's going on there. Because the Congo have had an election. Uh, 44 million people went to the polls. We don't know the result in the Democratic Republic of Congo. It's Africa's fourth most populous country. Uh, we probably won't know the result for another seven or eight days. Uh, the Congo is important for lots of reasons, not least the wars that have occurred, but also it's the world's third largest copper producer and the top producer of cobalt, which is essential for batteries. And then another situation in Africa, you know, we're very concerned about what's going on in Ukraine and also in Gaza. Um, people are marching for Gaza, but not many people are marching for Darfur in Sudan. So it looks as though there's a second genocide occurring there, real genocide. You know, um, there are paramilitary groups that kind of, there was, there was a band called the Janjaweed, which has now become the Rapid Support Forces. And uh, they are, they have burned, killed, raped and looted. Tens of thousands of civilians were slaughtered 20 years ago. And this appears, there's a danger that this is happening again. It's just such a desperate situation. And then coming back, we, we can't leave Hamas and Israel and everything, but um, the Americans have announced they're sending a force to this, basically to the Suez Canal because the Iranian-backed Houthi militants have promised to attack ships headed to Israel. I, I've been amazed to see people on social media celebrating the Yeme Yemenis uh, attacking Israel, saying this is all about justice. Yemen's just had a civil war with 150,000 plus people killed. Does nobody care for them? But this impact on the Suez Canal, there's a huge amount of traffic. Much of the world trade floods through the canal and the Red Sea. And it looks as though oil prices, war insurance premiums and others are going to spike because of this. So I turn again and we say, well, what good news is there in all of this? And I turn again to Luke chapter 1 and to verse 52, where we get this great news. This is a part of uh, Mary's Magnificat. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. As God is in charge of the weather, so he's also in charge of rulers. Not that he is to be blamed for rulers who do bad things, but he can bring them down. And in answer to prayer, often does. So we want peace on earth. So I, I love this. This is just, well, it's Bing Crosby and, and David Bowie. Come, they told me, a newborn king to see, ba-rum-ba-bum-bum. Our finest gifts we bring, ba-rum-ba-bum-bum. Rum-ba-bum-bum, rum-ba-bum-bum. Peace on earth, can it be? A years from now, 
perhaps we'll see our final day of glory. Say the day of The good news is, I mean, in at the time of Mary and Joseph, you know, there was war, there was famine, there was climate difficulties, there was drought, there were so many different things. And just as in our time, and yet the angel was to come and to announce this good news. I think another aspect of this good news is the concern that we have in terms of our health. Now, there was a fascinating article in Politico, at least 215 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines purchased by EU countries are now to be thrown away at an estimated cost to the taxpayer of $4 billion. And that's almost certainly an underestimate. Pfizer and Moderna and co, of course, still continue to make the money. But uh, the value of these wasted vaccines is $4 billion. Just incredible. That's equal to the annual healthcare spending of Croatia. And we are always going to have disease, aren't we? We're just always going to have these kinds of things. And, and again, where is the good news in that? Because their capacity for creating diseases as well is likely to continue. And I go to Zechariah's song in Luke 1 verse uh, 78, which talks about the tender mercy of our God. Is God concerned about our illnesses? Is God concerned about our sickness? Well, Isaiah 53 says that he is. And I believe that he sent Christ into this world to ultimately overcome death, the ultimate consequence of illness. And uh, that is good news. The one who overcomes death, the one who is the ultimate healer. And for that reason, we sing about Mary's boy child. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. And man will live 
news in there as well, isn't there? Well, last week I went to the Sydney Art Gallery to see the Kandinsky exhibition. And of course, it's very hard to talk about that on uh, a podcast. I can't show you the paintings. I may write up something and show you some of the photographs I took. I've always loved Kandinsky. And it did strike me as I was going around looking at them that there was something spiritual about it. And Very, very little said about that in the commentary on the paintings. And then I went and looked and discovered he wrote a work called Concerning the Spiritual in Art in 1911, which I must read, um, in which he looked at the relationship between art and spirituality and how uh, a work of art, or can a work of art, express spiritual ideas and themes, and he argued it could. Um... I think that Kandinsky's paintings and writings, he was an Orthodox Christian, as in uh, Russian Orthodox Christian. And I think his paintings do show the spiritual dimension of art. Well worth going to see the exhibition. Um, If you're not into modernist painting, you may not like it, but I personally loved it. Luke 1.79, again, Zechariah's song says this, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Often you find the best art reflects the darkness, but also talks about the light coming. Um, And again, in that sense, we are reflecting the creator. The creator made us in, in his image as creative people. And as we struggle and wrestle with the darkness in our own lives and the darkness in this world, Sometimes light comes in, ultimately it must be the light of Christ. Now, speaking of that, um, he's not quite Kandinsky, but there is an artist, a musical artist, who um, is an acquired taste like Kandinsky. Uh, Mike Oldfields, some of you will know his classic album, Tubular Bells. Uh, Once you get into him, he's just utterly brilliant. Here's something a bit lighter from him. in Dulce Jubilo, it's his Christmas instrumental.
So the good news is that God has made us creative and brings light out of darkness. The good news is that God is ultimately the healer. The good news is that God will ultimately bring peace. And the good news is that God is in charge of the creation. We we are not in charge of it. And then maybe I want to say this. Well, well, this might not sound like good news. Um, Just listen to a bit of this first of all. Please welcome an incredible guest, an incredible woman, Kendall Stevens. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. So can you tell uh, a little bit about yourself to the viewers? Uh, People would say, well, you know, because I I was assigned uh, male at birth. They would say, well, you gave up um, a privileged identifier for one that isn't now that you're um, a a woman. But I say, well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I'm growing into who I am. Yeah. You know, uh, society has decided um, whose identities are worthy identities and what minorities are worthy minorities. That's not my choice. I'm mm-hmm. just living my truth as I see fit. Mm-hmm. But what's so interesting to your point is that my gender has been racialized. And what that means is that I cannot just be a woman. I have to be a black trans woman, mm-hmm. right? So there's no separating the two. I can't separate the black from the trans woman. I definitely can't separate the trans from the woman. So, right. you know, these identities are all interconnected and the interplay between them put me at risk. Anyway, I want to ask you, Kendall, do you think there are... Now, that is an interview from Temple University with someone called Kendall Stevens, who was arrested for sexually assaulting two children. In that interview, Stevens, who now identifies as a woman said that he talks about things like a life of dignity, respect, kindness, and compassion. He discusses being at risk due to his identity. Now, the most disgusting thing about that is that that interview was done after he had been convicted. Notice the use of the words intersectional and and everything else. And when I think about what human beings are doing to human beings, how we're destroying the fact that we are made in the image of God, we're destroying that creativity, we're destroying the sex and, uh, and gender and so on. And that will continue. I'm sure that that will continue. Um, so I think that we need to, where, where is the good news in all of that? Well, Luke 1, 48, he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. The good news for humanity is is the incarnation. And that what that means is God becoming human. The child of Mary. The God-man. That's the good news. That's what redeems us, not this destructiveness that's going on. And some of that uh, destructiveness takes place as well. Just you've got fake human beings... You've also got fake religion. But before we have that, here's Christopher. Spaceman came traveling on his ship from afar. Twas light years of time since his mission did start. And over a village he halted his crown. And it hung in the sky like a star. Just like a star. came down to a shed where a mother and child were lying there on a bed 
the stranger spoke He said, do not fear I come from a planet a long way from here And I bring a message for mankind to hear And suddenly the sweetest music Spaceman came traveling. You know, in some ways, religion causes so much trouble. Uh, there was reports in Australia this week of uh, an imam preaching a sermon in Sydney where he's talking about a Muslim army um, taking on the Jews all over the world. Uh, European intelligence agencies have discovered plots from Hamas to kill European Jews. This is not just about Israel, is it? And there's just some dreadful things. And then there's some dreadful things that have occurred in terms of the, the, the Christian church as well. Just listen to this utter nonsense from a supposed church in the United States. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. God of love. For anyone who feels... I, I don't, you, surely I don't even need to comment on that. And then... I'd read an article and I've written a response to it. And again, as usual, I put links to all this up on the website, www.weefly.com. But there was an article on Premier Christianity. I, I cannot understand why they published it by Jane Ozan, uh, arguing again in support of same-sex marriage and so on, but saying that Jesus didn't require repentance. It's just incredible. And then some of my Catholic friends are absolutely distraught at Pope Francis allowing priests to bless same-sex couples, which again is an astonishing uh, change. You know, human beings left to invent our own religion just create a mess. We create a God in our own image, and that's no use to us. Really is no use to us. We need the God who becomes man. We don't need human beings thinking that they are God. And again, I go back to Luke, and where's the good news in all of that? Well, he has come to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Jesus came to bring us true religion. He came to bring us that true relationship with God. Alright, I'm not going to miss out Seek this week. Uh, it's Christmas if you haven't got your Christmas present. Well, <laughs> it's a bit late probably, but 
you could always get seek. But um, here's the question for this week, seek 18. What about the mistakes in the Bible? And I, I wanted to keep this in because I think this was relevant to the likes of Jane Ozan and so on. And I answer that by looking at Psalm 119, verse 160. All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. I think this is where the good news is. God's word is true. His word never fails. Um, the laws keep changing. Politicians keep failing. But God never speaks error. Never speaks error. I wrote... Um, when we are talking about the original scriptures, they are without error. You can bank your eternal life on it. That is so, so important. And the good news is we've got a God who speaks and he's spoken to us through his word. Uh, before we go, the last thing I want to look at is, uh, well, listen to this from Louise Perry. I don't really know if I believe in God. <laughs> as, as regular listeners will know, it's something that I wrestle with. I don't have a sort of confident faith, but I do instinctively believe in original sin, if that makes sense, in that I think that the idea that we are deeply flawed and that acting well, being good and moral is difficult and requires constant struggle. I think that that is just like obviously true, as I see it. I, I, I think that's instinctively, I, I feel that to be true. And that original sin, whether or not you want to frame it with the Genesis story, that original sin is a sort of compelling way of, of, of conveying that truth. Now that's part of a fascinating interview with her where she's saying she's struggling in some ways to deal with Christianity and to become a Christian, but she recognises as absolutely true what the Bible says about human sin. And what's the good news in that? How can sin be good news? Well, recognising sin is really important because it helps explain where we're at. But the answer is Luke 1, 76. You, my child, speaking of John the Baptist, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Wow. That's the point of Christmas. That's the good news. Our society doesn't do forgiveness, but Christ does. And I'm going to leave you with our final piece of music, which is Bach's Christmas Oratorio. I think this version is from Norway. I'm not going to play it all. There are six parts to it. This is just a small part of part one um, because part one is about the joy of Christmas Day. So my prayer for this Christmas is that you will come to know this good news, the one who is the good news. Thank you for listening. Thanks to all the supporters and donors. Go to theweefly.com to check out all the details. The translation is triumph, rejoicing, rise, praising these days now. Tell ye what this day the highest has done. Fear now abandon and banish complaining. Join, filled with triumph and gladness our song. Serve ye the highest in glorious chorus. Let us the name of our ruler now honour. Amen to that. Please do feel free to write me. Feel free to uh, help with sponsoring or whatever. That's God be and uh, sure any complaints questions ideas news let us have them but i hope you have a great christmas god bless you and see you for our new year edition next week